My Worst Holiday is a fourth-hand Realm of the Mist podcast production. Brother up! Brother up! Next to my bathroom and my basement! This is My Worst Holiday! My Worst Holiday! Phantom, shop the cover shrooms, party corps, always deep with a gerbil bereavement. One, two, three, psychiatrist, ketamine, anyone? I'd say never pooped in an encyclopedia. Dad, 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 can we get a little kitty with a gay, 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 gay wrestling promoter? We rocked his glint with our extra light bone. This is my worst holiday! And today's episode is brought to you by Amazon. That's right, Amazon. I'm telling you, when they pay me a little, they pay me a little. It's not a whole lot, but it a little bit helps out. Um, also, you can find us at www.myworstholiday.com. Uh, click the Amazon link, and it's your Amazon. Shop away, man. So uh, you just got to go through my link, myworstholiday.com. You can also get T-shirts by, uh, from TeePublic. Uh, you can also get uh, laundry detergent. Drops laundry detergent. Those fuckers. Nobody's buying this shit. No. Nobody's buying drops. The Sorry, Tide drops. Pod, the Tide Pods are This will better. be your last, <laughs> last episode, drops. Also brought to you by Cigar Bundles of Miami. I love these guys. They send me some extra free sticks. Love them. Their cigars are less expensive. They're hand-rolled. They're fantastic. And if you're not buying them from them, you're a fucking idiot. And with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst wedding, your worst funeral, date, bachelor party, bachelorette party, or anything that's funny after the fact and makes for a great story later, we we want to hear it and today we have a very special guest we have jesse blaze snyder say hello jesse hey how's it going guys good great, buddy man. how are you to be here <laughs> it's good to have you man i've been waiting that weeks to hear it greatest advertisement for amazon i think i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look you gotta love like i i've got it says i've got uh six clicks uh, 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 six sales, four delivered, and I made a dollar forty-nine. <laughs> oh, now you know what it's like to be a musician. Uh, <laughs> you know, at least you work hard for it. I mean, at least you have that going for you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I owned that up. I'm like a dollar forty. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's to the cent, dollar forty fuck. That's what everybody says. It's like, oh, Amazon, that's cool. Oh, that's like, great. Oh, yeah, oh, wow, great. You guys yeah. really raking it in. Yeah. 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 Do you know how many podcasters yeah, so, get Amazon? Yeah, Every so, single one of them. They, if want, they it, want it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You got to like somebody that's on track to do a trillion dollars in business in a couple of years. A trillion dollars, and he gives me a dollar forty nine. <laughs> Don't want to overpay me. <laughs> so Jesse, tell us all about yourself, man. What do you got going on? Well, uh, I just uh, put out an album in the middle of the quarantine, you know, and a bunch, of, a lot of people were like, you know, there's a quarantine going on. And I'm like, yeah, but these things get planned out well in advance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so it wasn't really like I could put the break on. It was like, oh, wow, there's a quarantine. What am I going to do now? <laughs> Whoops. Play some music. Um, but uh, yeah, you know the the album's been really well received, and we're putting out some different um, 
music videos to support it. Uh, we're about to put out a new one for uh, Promised Land, and there's a video for The Price, and there's a new one coming out for um, our song KO, which is the first track on the record. And um, so that's been like the main thing that I've been just like trying to kind of go around and get some some people's attention on. But um, as I think you guys are aware, I'm pretty multifaceted, and I do a lot of other things. Yeah, yep. yeah, you're an actor as well and a voice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, if for people who watch uh, Food Paradise. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that. That's pretty cool. Re- recording my 100th and 76th episode when we start our new season. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, that's that's cool. We've been doing that for a long time um, as the narrator. And, you know, I've been the voice of so many major campaigns. Everybody knows my voice, whether they know it or not. Um, you know, want more taste? Get America's favorite pizza. Pizza Hut, now online. <laughs> Holy or, shit! Yeah, Whoa! Or, uh, you just blew my fucking on mind. Other, <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of it, you got uh, buying a Kia is one smart move. Oh, oh wow. wow! Amazing. Yeah. So, like, I was the voice of both those companies for years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, un. On uh, unusually long runs as like the voice of uh, a, a company, and uh, and I had a, a, a few different companies that I've been able to do that for. Uh, you know, I may not be as busy as some of the other guys who I've grown up working with, but I think I've got to be the most prolific voiceover actor in my age range. I work in every medium, and when I do, I, I tend to strike it pretty big i've only done two well no actually maybe i've done a handful of video games maybe like five but two of them were final fantasy and call of duty you know, <laughs> oh, like, I, I just like I, I get to do like really great stuff when i get to do the stuff so um it's been really cool i've enjoyed my career as a voiceover person and it's just allowed me the opportunity to do what i love to do which is make music and make comic books so, like, I've written for Marvel, I've written for DC and Disney Pixar and the Muppets and stuff. But um, the Muppets, now, did you I do? Just was bit, it was it the yeah. new Muppet Show? Was it the one that was on NBC? The one that was racy? I wanted to write for that show, and I had a I I, I pursued Bill Beretta, who is like the the Muppet captain now. He's yeah. Pepe the King Prawn and Bobo the Dancing Bear. Oh, I love He's really Pepe. Great. He's like my favorite. Yeah, he's also Earl Sinclair on Dinosaurs. I, I, I love him. I, like He's like one of my heroes. I think he's so great. And um, I was basically told by multiple people within who had connections to the organization when they heard me talk about the Muppets. They were like, you got to talk to Bill. you got to talk to Bill. And uh, so I pursued talking to Bill for five years before I got to sit down with him. Oh, jeez. And... Um, by then, I think I had written Muppet Snow White for Boom Studios, um, which was, uh, you know, like the Disney comics line or whatever. Um, and I sat with him and I told him what's what and like why it wasn't working. And, um, you know, he was uh, he he got what I was saying. I mean, you know, what I have to say about the Muppets really comes from a loving place. And I, I love talking about it if you want to hear. But um, uh the I'm like a writer. huge Muppet fan. Oh, are you? Yeah, well, I we'll am. talk about it more in a second. Because uh, uh, the head writer, I think, for the show was the Modern Family guy. 
and he had a crop of writers that he wanted to bring in. So I wasn't able to get in. I was still pursuing it for a minute to see if I'd get in for the second season, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if they had a second season or no, they didn't. Whatever. No, it was a one season, yeah. which which absolutely. Oh broke well, they my had heart. they had a changeover. They had a writers changeover mid season, and I was like, see. Oh yeah, it, it was, and I tell you, it was it was it was genius. It had adult jokes in it. It was like a Bugs Bunny kind of a, uh, a uh, funny, you know. Like it was there was great things about it. There are great things about plenty of the things that they've done, but um, they failed to recognize a very fundamental thing about why we give a shit about the Muppets. Yeah. You know, I was saying to somebody the other day that there's a richness of laughter that you can get from a good radio show because you come to really like the people. Right. You want to laugh with yeah, them. Yeah, the characters, like you're not exactly. Ju- yeah, you're not judging them from the stage, like, make me laugh. You're like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, I love when he gets on one of his rants. You know, like, and sometimes you can really have a great time in your car listening to a radio show you like with people, you know, who you feel bonded to. Absolutely. Yeah. And sim- there's a similar thing going on with the Muppets that has been lost. And it is that they are failures. They are literally the, um, what do you call it, the slang in Britain for failure. Yeah. Oh, you Muppets. Yeah. You're Muppeting it up. You know, to be a Muppet is to screw it up as royally as humanly possible. And that is what the Muppets In the original show, show, that's what they they did. The the entire show was based on them fucking up everything every time. And Kermit going crazy backstage trying to get everything going. And they're still doing that. But the fundamental ideology now has changed because they're a success. Yeah. And it really affects it, especially making Miss Piggy a success. Yeah. She's the only character or one of the few characters on the show. I guess you could put Rizzo and Pepe in like the same boat as her. Who Most of the characters, their main problem is just that they suck. You know, Fozzie's not funny. You're right. You know, Bunsen and Beaker can't do science. The Swedish chef can't cook. Right. Uh, you know, Gonzo's stunts are going to blow up the theater before you ever yeah, execute he's, he's going to destroy something. Yeah, and, and, and on it goes. You know, everybody is a, you know, sort of flip of their script in so many ways. You know, right. like that's the heart of, of them. And also, they're all animals trying to do things humans do. Right. So, I mean, the you know... Kermit is the fundamental. He's a frog running a variety show, and he's not running it with his nose up in the air, being strict about who he no, lets he's on so that humble. stage. And he just wants everybody he's letting, to do he's so well. His friends on exactly. That's not how you run a variety show <laughs> for anybody you know who's in, who's in the business. So I miss I miss know, variety shows. Yes, and Miss Piggy, she her the, the main reasons for you know she's not particularly talented. But also, she's a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not a good person. No, Rizzo's she's not. not a good person. Pepe's not a good person. And similarly, they don't deserve to win because they haven't sorted their shit out yet. They're they're really fundamentally awkwardly bad people. I don't know. I, I, the, the Pepe thing. You like don't smoke for you. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love him. I, I used Pepe like crazy in my Muppet Snow White thing. I had him be. I had him be Muppet Snow White's um, talking animal companion. Oh. And so he's just like along with her the whole time, just commenting on everything. Oh, his, yeah, and his, it, his one-liners are just genius. 
Oh yeah, and by the end of and it, he's make got us a, a sandwiches. Set up. He, he has a kissing booth set up for uh, Spamla Henderson, who plays Snow White by the end, and he's charging dollars to see you know if anybody can wake her up. That's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong story. But um, but anyway, what the you know Miss Piggy in particular, she really doesn't deserve to be validated. No. Um, yeah, she, like you said, you she's noticed, a horrible person. She's a horrible person. She's self-centered. I, I, she's not I, I talented. Really feel, yes, I, I, and I really feel like it's like motivated by that what? terrible sort of like hyper liberal craziness that sometimes goes on. That like they're like, yeah, you know, strong, powerful woman. No, no, asshole. Designed to be a message to you of what it is to be an asshole. Right. That was their intent. Their intent was to, pr- you know, because a pig is not just oh that person. Like a pig doesn't mean you're fat. A pig means you're slavish. Yeah. You're 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 unappealing and unappealing in more than one way. A pig is somebody who's speaking about things and talking in ways that make you feel uncomfortable and like don't make you not like them. Right, what a pig right. that yeah. guy is. She's a pig. <laughs> and and that is what she was meant to be. So all of this like, oh, well, she's a woman in the 21st century. No, yeah, she's an asshole exactly. in the 21st century. Break that glass ceiling. Her. Raise up the exactly. pig. <laughs> no, don't raise up the pig. You know, it's like when people are walking around with those shirts that say bitch, and I'm just like, what? why are you? No. No. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, you know, like, don't. No, let's not encourage that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to search for balance in these things. Not like, let's, let, right. no, I suck and let's make it cool. Uh, right. No. For, for everybody that's just joining us, uh, we have Jesse Blaze Snyder. He's a mega rock god. And uh, he also is a writer for The Muppets. Uh, he's a TV voiceover actor. He's done Hyundai. He's done Pizza Hut. This guy's got it going on. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, hit us with uh, hit us with uh, your first story. What do you got? Well, um, I guess the question is: so is it generally more humor based? Yeah, what, whatever funny or embarrassing life story you got, brother. Okay, cool. Well, then, all right. So I'll start with a short one, just because it involves the Snyder family. As many as you can get. <laughs> so, so we've got a great. Uh, we had a great trip to Africa. We went on safari for my mom's fiftieth birthday. And, uh, you know, my dad, he loves that lady. And he pulled out all the stops. Like, I mean, you're still rough in it, relatively, you know, speaking. But, um, I mean, I can't I can't picture the the, the Snyder family roughing it. It was well, I mean, we're not we're not pussies. You know, we're not. I'm not not saying you're not. We're we're, we're people who don't mind getting our clothes dirty and, you know, being wet, you know, doing something uncomfortable so that we can get to see something great. Um, so, um, you know, and you know, you're basically, you're having like no hot shower to be seen, uh, poisonous spiders in every tent, you know, that you, you go into, uh, and stuff like that. But at the same time, some of the most beautiful safaris that I mean, I guess have been built for the mega rich. Yeah. That you would that that you'll ever see. I mean, Girl, they're they're small. I mean, it's, it's not like great adventure. <laughs> you know, these things are just built in the middle of the jungle. You know, and you got to be kind of careful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some there. mean shit out there. Yeah. But uh, but that we were there for a, a while. Laugh. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> you, you know, 
this was just it was just so embarrassing for for me because because we we love to like play games and fuck around and well we were really into and getting deeper into playing charades as a family okay so how old were you here jesse Oh, I mean, this is my mom's fifth time. I mean, it was like, I was like 26, 28 or something like that. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's going to come come across to tell it, but it was so terrible. Uh, so, I think we just always do movies. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. like, that's uh. the deal with us. Like, we just, we all, we pick a movie. And as our team, we huddle together and we figure it out. So I don't know who my team was. I'm thinking it was my sister and my um, and my ex-wife. And um, we we got one of the Ernest movies. Oh, and I don't I don't know what got it in my head, <laughs> but I just pictured. Like his body language of like how he walked, and I just thought that I could do this really stupid Jim Varney impersonation. Yeah, I thought I could just do this Jim Varney mime, and that like they would get it. (laughs) (laughs) And needless to say, that was not the case. That is not the case, and I did not think this through any anywhere beyond. This stupid dance that yep. I'm doing, and I don't know. I was, I don't even know what it was, but it was just like this, like thumbs dance. Yeah, and me, Jim Barney. You know, yeah, you know me. Like, and I'm literally getting furious at them for not for not <laughs> recognizing it out. your your, like, your you earnestness. Don't think, you don't know, like, I'm like my now now I'm miming anger. I'm like, you come on, you know the guy. You're the guy! You're the fucking guy! You got your thumbs out, that fucking guy! I keep doing it. I keep doing it. Let's not play charades with Jesse anymore. Yes, yes. Jesse clearly doesn't understand charades. Jesse doesn't anything other than this stupid dance. And because I can't think of anything else, I forget what it was, but it was like earnest something. And I was just like, I don't know how to describe the this other word. Ernest gets scared. Ernest gets scared. Yeah, Ernest gets scared. Exactly. I just figured if I could get them to Jim Varney being stupid, that like they would be able to guess from there. And uh, the time ran out, and uh, they uh, were dancing like this the whole time. <laughs> and they just kept, they just kept making fun of you the whole time. And, Look, and I'm laugh- Jesse. And laughing at me when they found out that it was Ernest, they were like. Ernest? <laughs> what, is what does this mean? When did Ernest have his thumbs I, out? I was so embarrassed. Looks like his hitchhike in two different directions. Whoever put that in charades? It was the worst. Oh. It was stupid. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I was playing. We had a Disney game. And uh, I had my nieces and my nephew over for the weekend. And uh, and on, on part of the game, it's charades. So... My, I see my niece, my beautiful niece. She picks up this card. She looks at it. She sets it down. She stands up. She takes her hand and starts jamming it, like towards her ass. And I'm like, "Stop that! What are you, what are you doing? Stop that!" And she's like, "What?" She's just smiling at me with these great big eyes, and she's just hammering her backside with her hand. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Stop!" Oh, they love stop. to do she that. Goes, she goes, "Tigger." 
Tigger. Tits Tigger. The bouncy tail. Okay. Some of these babies, some of these babies are very. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Never do that again. And they are going for their parts all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. She was trying, and she's just smiling at me with these big eyes and just pounding her back. I don't think I've ever actually played charades before, and I think I need to do it just so I can see how bad I am at it. <laughs> I'd probably be terrible at it. So, my other story is, um, is I think, funny as, as, as all hell. Um, and so I love to tell it. It's embarrassing as can be, but, but I don't really care. All right. So, um... The story goes that basically I met um, one of my best friends, uh, Tori Ireland Mel, who's just a hysterical, hysterical guy. He's so just naturally funny and charming and wonderful. And um, I, I met him in like the comics world. And when I moved out to Los Angeles or started spending a lot of time there, um, I reached out to him so that we could hang out. So on our first mandate, we're you know going to see a movie and beforehand we go to this burger place it's right next to the movie theater you know on uh, it's you know it's like that mainline movie theater in Los Angeles uh, I forget what it's called um, but um, but we go into this place and they've got a special for this macaroni and cheese uh, hamburger yeah and um, and I'm like all right fuck it I'm going for it nothing about that and, sounds bad yeah right I didn't know they so, eat food like I, that in L A. Well, exactly. It and, was and you know what? In, in general, in general, my diet's relatively clean. But I, because my diet's clean, I let myself have whatever I want. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like wanting it. Right. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll have that. Um, so I was just kind of like vibing, like this will be good. I'm gonna have this. This will be delicious. <laughs> and um, and it was. It was. It was good. It was quite good. Um, and uh, we went to go see. Uh, I, I wish I could remember what movie it was because it was such a good movie. That when I very badly started to have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, kind of early, like because I had, I had a macaroni and cheese hamburger. I was just like, nope, nope, I'm not missing anything. I'm sitting. You just, you shut your butthole. You, you do your thing. <laughs> you shut your ass. You stop it. Stop it right there. And I was, I've been there. I've like, been there. You're like, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> I, I will see this right now. And um, and it was so great. I mean, I, I think I had like sort of like palpitations for like a moment in the movie, but yeah. I was able to kind of like get myself to like a no. I wish to see this. Yeah. You know, like you know, kind of thing. I and, control um, you. <laughs> yeah, you're mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the movie was actually good. So, um, you know, like I was like engrossed, my mind's completely taken somewhere else, and we come out of the theater just talking about the movie, and we're excited about the movie, and he and I are always excited anyway. So, so we're just being our excited selves and distracting each other with all sorts of things. So, I'm in the car passing the movie theater as I think, oh no. I forgot to take a shit. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> really, really bad now. And it comes on like so strong, so strong. And I'm remembering now like how crazy it was in the movie theater. I'm like, oh, that's right. In the movie theater, I thought I was going to shit myself. But then I got like distracted and I've only thought about it now. 
And now, you know, this is like my first meeting with my friend, which Tori would have thought this was the funniest shit ever. And I've since told him this story. <laughs> He's actually made me tell him this story multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the place where I was staying isn't that far from the movie theater. Yeah. But I have to go to the bathroom so badly, I cannot think straight. I mean, even like telling the story now, I'm like shaking. My whole yeah. body's shaking. That, I was in the car and I was just, I was like shaking, trying to hide this guy's my going shaking. Through PTSD. Yes. Sha- yeah, shaking and sweating. I'm just like sweating. Yeah. Sweating. And and we pull up to the gate. I've seen shit, man. I don't know if I'm, man. I'm, if I'm remembering shit. this exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm remembering this exactly correctly. But I think that I, I had to go so badly that I couldn't really think straight. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to get into the gate. Like, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sit here and like sort it out with him and reach out to my manager and get the numbers for this. I'm like, oh, you know, all good, man. It was really great to see you. Yeah, I got to go outside. Was, see, was, see, you, see you soon. Yeah. And <laughs> Bye. I like bolt out of his car, squeeze between the fence and begin waddling like a penguin <laughs> for like, you know, for a good 40 yards or something like that. And now there's this, what is it? It's like one of those loft places. So it's like a a garage and with stairs and it goes up to like the main floor. So the bathroom is on that second floor. So I have to unlock this door and walk up these stairs and, and go up to the thing. But I'm like, I'm almost here. I'm almost here. And now like I feel... I feel really like if I can just get inside, yeah. you know, if I can just get inside, it's all going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Not even the extra 25 feet to the bathroom. Just, just get inside. Cool. Just get on the it's other side cool. of the door. And I open the door and I'm literally like shaking. Like, and like I open the door and I get into like the main bottom stairwell. And the door shuts behind me, and I have this sort of quiet feeling of safety go over me. And I look up the stairs, and I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. And the energy message of I'm here <laughs> sends a signal to my body to just let it all go. Let it go. And let it go. I, I, I have never, I have never done this before in my life. Like, I have pooped myself a little. Yeah. Like, just like a little. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It was just like it was just like everything. Ever, I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't do anything about it. It was like a, 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 a hole had sprung in the bottom of me, oh. and, and, and then I'm just like at the bottom of the stairs with my pants pooped, and I I grab like my 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 thighs, like you know where my boxer shorts would be, and I just start sort of carefully. Uh, trying to hold it walking, in. Walking up the stairs. Probably fell, dripped out <laughs> into your shoes. Trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm not like at like my place or what. You know, I'm staying at the ma- my management company's, at the time's loft <laughs> in Los Angeles. You know, like I'm praying that nobody's actually there, which usually they weren't, you know. And, and you know, just, just you know, just disposed of those underwear and moved on with my life <laughs> and you know and thankfully it didn't leak down the lake <laughs> and thankfully i got a really great story out of it but oh man it was 
you know? It was just so, it was so like disappointing and exciting getting into that doorway and then losing it. I was like, you came so far, man. Yeah. <laughs> you were Look, so I, close. Just, like, a bunch of steps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got me. This battle story. Sure, some people have been in gunfights, but Jesse shit his pants. So. Yeah, so, so, you know, so that's fun. That was fun. Um, and then, um, and then I guess the one other one that I would share, um, which is just, I don't know, it's, it, this is just sort of a funny thing on a bunch of levels. Because I, I, my family has ended up getting involved in the, you know, the plant medicine path and working with a lot of shamans and stuff and uh, trying to help people uh, to find their way to that path because it's, it's very, very uh, medicinal and yeah. um, helpful to a lot of people and a lot of uh, different uh, walks of life. Um, but I was having a really good path you know, for myself in Los Angeles working with a shaman who was out there, there at the time. He's actually since passed away. Um, and my mom, for whatever reason, she was very wary of this shaman. She was just very worried about me at the time. I was going through a divorce and so many other things. Right. And Worried somebody's going to get in your head and start would... fucking it up when you're already vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. And every, every time I start talking to her, um, she's really just filling me with tons of bad juju. And <laughs> I keep trying to tell her, Mom, like, I'm not sitting here going... Hey, I'm having such a hard time, and my shaman and the, my, my ayahuasca experiences are terrible. I'm sitting here telling you I'm having an awesome time. I'm learning things. I'm growing. It's going great. And you're sitting here worried about it. I'm like, I'm not. What worry am I giving off to you? Right. This is this is crazy. But at a certain point, I she kind of like wore me down, or well, life was wearing me down, and I just was like, all right, mom, you know, send me to Peru like you want to do, you know, because she kept offering to send me to Peru to do ayahuasca because she was telling me just, you know, the experience there or whatever it was. And I, and I appreciated the experience there sure. uh, wholly, but ultimately I went down there and I had, it, it's really cool. It's a great place to visit. Um, but I went down to Peru and I had my least, I won't say my least enlightening because I, I certainly, I went down there with a mission to learn. So even though I didn't have a lot of, interesting and strong powerful psychedelic connection yeah. which is what i usually have uh, and what i had been having in my los angeles experiences i certainly learned so much and one of the things that i was there to learn in addition to learning tons of other positive things was that you know i, I can't let my mom dictate my life yeah you know <laughs> and and this sort of like and how, you know, how old are you at this point this was relatively recently, so maybe I was like 36, let's say. Yeah, um, yeah, cut the, can, and, cut the um, umbilicus. You know, and, and basically I was seeing on so many levels, you know, because when you're on, when you're on ayahuasca, and I mean, you know, really I'm going to out myself here as um, somebody who, I, you know, I would say I channel, you know, I, I hear voices and, you know, I've, I've, you know, that's part of, as I've worked with the spirit medicine path, I've come to kind of believe that I've, done this many times before in other lives and the that this, you know, there's, the gods. yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. So it's speaking, it's speaking <laughs> with the energies and communing with these, these things. So I, without having a psychedelic experience, I'm still communing throughout my whole time there. And, um, and it was funny cause I was learning the lesson of like, 
you know, this whole trip can be a lesson to teach you not to listen to your mom and at the same time have packed within it tons of lessons that were really necessary because the infinite knows that you are going to be doing it anyway. So we got to pack it up with a bunch of useful things, you know, and if you're open to getting the benefit of it and not just shutting down because you're like, my mom sucks and look what she did. She brought me to a place. You know, uh, and, certainly I, I, and certainly I wasn't doing that, but I was having a frustrating experience. I didn't have any psychedelic reaction to their plant medicine. Um, and um, I, I didn't sleep very well while I was there. They ended up not letting me drink on the last night. And it was, it was frustrating to me. Because I was hell is this such, place? Yes. And I was having such a rich experience um, doing it the way I was doing it in California. And, it was costing me this much. It cost, she sent me to Peru. It was ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, wow, astronomical. Like the cost, right. The cost uh, benefit uh, Back to the reason why I like... have not visited Peru. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, lack so, of funds you know, I, would be number one. I think that would so be. So, I, I, I kind of set all that spiritual stuff up because to really get the joke of like the punch of it is like as I'm going through this trip and my. Sorry, now I know how to tell it. My my mom has sent me to this place, and my assumption was this was the one that she had done. Right. And at some point during the trip, I, you know, I, I didn't want to look a gift horse in the mouth, and I was having like a guy, you know, a sweet sort of perspective about it. Right. But I was on the phone with her, going, um, "Yeah, you know, it's been a little rough for me. I haven't been able to sleep for some reason." And the medicine's not really working on me, you know. You know, I, I I don't understand, you know. But I'm I'm doing my best to like, you know, meditate, whatever else. And she's like, "Oh man, maybe I should have sent you to that other one." And I'm like, "What other one?" What other and one? she's like, "She's like, well, I never did this one before." And I'm like, "What do you mean you never did this one before?" <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought this was the one you did. And she's like, "No, they belong to this other organization and thing, but I never did it before." And I'm like, I thought okay. I'd let you try it out first and then come back and <laughs> yeah. let me know. Right? Yeah. So shortly shortly after this conversation, um, I find out about something that we're doing that I'd never heard, my mother or my brothers, who all did it first. I was a psilocybin first adapter. I really believe in the medicinal power of uh, magic mushrooms for depression. Yeah. Um, especially microdosing. It's fabulous. You don't feel anything. Very helpful uh, to change your perspective, um, and um, you know. But they were the first ones to do ayahuasca, and they all went to Peru. And they, I start hearing about something that we're about to do, one of these ceremonies, and it's called the vomitiva. The what now? Yeah, and I'm like the, <laughs> the vomitiva. The, the what now? The vomitiva. Oh, I'm that like, sounds delightful. That? I think I've. Seen yeah. It. What I've the seen hell this. is that? And they're Is there like, a balloon involved? Oh, well, that's when, that's when we, you drink water and you drink water and you drink water and you drink water and you keep drinking water until you vomit a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm a pretty brave guy. Check, but like you know, when it comes to something that like seems unnecessary, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, that seems uh, that seems unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I really have to drink that much? We're you know, maybe cure I just you. drink 
Hear me out. Vomitiva. Exactly. Exactly. And, and break now out I'm your like, Tracy Goldfinger. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Vomitivo and my you know, my angels, you know, for lack of a better word, are like this is so that you remember to not listen to your mother. To your mother. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I think this will probably do the trick. Um, and I, I literally, I, I think I got on the phone with her and I'm like, so Vomitivo? Vomitivo? What, what is the Vomitivo? And she's like, I don't know. I didn't have to do that. Oh. Yeah, I'm just picturing. Uh, like, and I'm just like, what the, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah, so mom, now, mom, mom, hey, yeah. mom, got a so, question. The, what, what's yeah. Vomitivo? <laughs> the day of the Vomitivo. I mean, like, you couldn't pay me as much as she paid for this excursion to do the Vomitivo again. Uh, you know, it's like, it's ridiculous. So, so this starts, and I mean, God bless whoever went first. I forget who it was. But, you know, we start watching our friends. We had a really diverse and, and, and neat group of people. Everybody was, you know, really brought in a unique energy to the group. But a big group, like yeah. 30 people maybe. Right. Um, and so we're all like standing on this bridge, which is like very close, like just a little bridge, um, looking at them, you know, sort of like leaned over a hill with these giant buckets in their hands. Drinking water and drinking water nope. and drinking water, drinking water, and they just keep filling it up. And you're just like, and they're just telling you, like, go for it. You know, you just the the, better, the more you go for it, the like, better it'll cleansing, be. Like, what what uh, catharsis you get out of vomiting water? I, I don't like. Well, maybe I'm not spiritually, you know. It might have been easier drinking connected. a gallon of milk or something. Yeah, than just, a gallon of milk. Yeah. Have, have, have you ever got? Have you ever got a tattoo? Nope. At the very least, there is the same kind of merit of what you see when you get a tattoo. It really does change well, your perspective. There's, there's, a, there's a difference. Uh, after the tattoo's done, you're looking at the art that the guy took, and he did, and he chose and everything. After you're done vomiting, you just have a, an empty soul uh, and, uh, and wonder, yeah. what the fuck just happened well, to me? Um, I believe if, I if, 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 if you're going to talk eyes. about spirit medicine, yeah. then... You know, so often it gets sort of misrepresented. You know, they talk about somebody doing a cleanse or something, right? And they go, there's nothing in your colon to cleanse. And um, So much of the cleansing that is going on and needs to go on in people's system is energetic. We have a lot of dense, negative energy. And, um, you know, it's all about the yes, pH, I the do. water, and That's connecting fact, to Jesse. the planet. I do have that. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm, so, I'm, I'm a positive person. Yes. Well, but it's not that. It's like, you know, when you get the acid indigestion and, and whatnot, we, there, there's a certain balance energetically uh, I, to our I, I body. I lost we, uh, 40 pounds and now I don't have it no more. That's because you had diabetes. <laughs> well, no. There's a shortcut, but yeah. What you have and what everybody has is an aura that's intermingling with your physical body. And some people on the planet can actually see people's auras. They see a person, they see the energy coming off them. But there's a certain type of photography called Curlian photography, which will show you what your aura looks like. And basically that would be like taking a picture of a battery and seeing the energy emanating from the battery. Huh. You and you, you, your batteries, we're batteries. 
So within the context of we have a physical body, we also have this energetic body. And that energetic body, because of the nature of the physical form, can get dense, negative stuff locked in it. So theoretically speaking, this throwing up thing, this purging is is a way to get up deep-rooted things in your stomach that might be stuck down there. Um, So, you know, for what what that's worth. But also, (laughs) but also more what I was saying with the tattoos is it's a rite of passage and getting it, getting a tattoo teaches you about pain. The pain is relative. And this similarly definitely teaches you some things. It's a, it's a definite rite of passage as well. But, um, I'm looking at these people doing it and I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. My right. mom didn't have to do this. Uh, my brothers didn't have to do this. I'm not doing this. I have no interest in doing this. No, right. I, I'm going to leave. In fact, but, I want a but, refund for this then, portion of me not puking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying yeah. you to puke. Yeah. And then at the same time, though, I'm like, oh, I really like these people. These people are all doing it. You know, <laughs> I, like I am part of the group. Peer and pressure. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. And I'm listening to them go like, Oh, um, just say no, you know, Jesse. Just say yeah, no. That's what I wanted to do so badly. But I'm listening to them uh, saying how you know, just you know, you just really got to go for it. Just do it, and it'll be over quick. You know, don't delay it. I'm seeing certain people who it's taking a really long time because they're going slow mm. and it's miserable. So I'm literally learning from the misery of others. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing it like that. Jug, jug, you know? jug, jug, yeah, jug, exactly, jug. <laughs> exactly. So at a certain point, I'm like, I'm not going to be last. I'm like, I'm going while there's still a bridge full of some people. I'm like, I'm, I'm jumping in there. And I jumped down and I, I just went for it as hard as I could. And it, it really sucked. It, but I mean, eh. Should have grabbed a funnel and a tube. Like, hey, it's what they call yeah. beer bomb. Water bomb, yeah. water bomb, bomb. baby. Teach them some. Water bomb. That would have been nice. I deep throat the pipe. It's down there. Yeah. No. It, that was. That was. That was not fun. And then I puked. You know, puked. Puked a lot. Yeah. Puked a lot for a while. That's few minutes. I, I gotta tell you, sure you, uh, you look like you, you look like and... a better person now. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I sure, I didn't know you before. Look at the aura. I'm a much better person. I see his aura. The light in the background. <laughs> he stands a little higher. I bet I can see his nipples. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he got the light. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they yes. call the Snyder light. <laughs> so yeah, so those would be my three stories. I, I hope you you enjoy right. your yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, tell us all about yourself again, Jesse. You have the floor. Uh, Where they can find you? Any shows coming up? Uh, John Spellich from the IV Podcast is watching us. John, how are you? Matthew Hawker from the Matthew Hawker Show is watching us. How are you? Uh, um, yeah, you know, if anybody out there um, loves comic books uh, or loves music like I do, uh, I did something um, relatively recently that came out through Image Comics, but we've got it free online uh, as like a little art installation with the music and the comic book that we produced with um, six different art teams. It's really cool. It's called Blacklight District Six Issues. And if you go to www.blacklightdistrict.co, leave off the M. I couldn't afford the M. All right. I'm doing an interview. I'm almost done, though. And before you go on, before you go on, everybody. I'm doing an interview. I'm done. We were talking to Jesse Blaze Snyder. He's written for The Muppets. He's written for 
Uh, he's made, uh, written for Muppet shows and movies, and uh, he's also a rocker. Look him up, Jesse Blaze Snyder. Might have heard of his dad. But, um, but this guy's fantastic. Uh, uh, look up all his stuff on uh, iTunes. I just uh, downloaded a bunch of it. Uh, he's really diverse. He doesn't have like the same sound with everything else. He sounds great, man. He's got a lot of great tunes out there. So go. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And that's what I've been telling everybody. It's like, you know, I mean, like your pop had like one form of kind of music, you know. Um, you really kind of spread it out, man. You 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 make things. You do a lot of different things. And uh, me and my brother-in-law sat down, you know, was, uh, when I uh, got done talking to uh, Stacy, and we started listening to like uh, we went on uh, Alexa, and you can get you can go Alexa play uh, Jesse Blaze Snyder, and you you can hear his entire collection. The guy's fantastic. Um, but yeah, we we sat there and we listened to it for uh, like about an hour and a half, and drank a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you know I've been doing it for a long time. I kind of dipped behind the scenes. I didn't know what, I don't know. I didn't know what to do with myself exactly. I didn't really want to go the label route. I didn't like the deals I was being offered. Right. And after I did Rock the Cradle, I thought I would get some some interest in my band, but they kind of wanted me to be like Bon Jovi or something. Right. So when I was a bit heavier and more punk rock than that, uh, Everybody was like, oh. And then I didn't know what to do with the oh. I was like, oh? What do you mean, oh? It's not a yes or a no. Like, oh, fuck like, you, oh. If you, said, if you said no, I'd have been like, shove it up your nose. But you said, oh. Oh. Like, and I was like, this is really leaving me in a strange place. I don't know where to go from here. Uh, and um, basically, I had like a crisis of insecurity a little bit in that I didn't feel like I was proving my abilities as a songwriter with my Baptist by Fire material because people hadn't seemed to notice, or at least the professional people hadn't seemed to notice. Like I was thinking like people were going to snatch me out of there to go write songs for other people because I know I'm good at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, when there, there was no reaction, I was just like, wow, I guess that I'm just, it's so heavy that it's disguising the quality of the melodies and you know and my words and i need to do some stuff that's a little bit more commercial so i ended up going behind the scenes and working on a lot of things for movies and tv a lot of stuff for espn and um and that's like so much of the catalog that's out now it's my old band baptized by fire um and um and then some a bunch of different little side projects that i put out like blacklight district and the slip and then stuff that was released and licensed for various artists over the years or, or, or you know, commercials or whatever it might be um, that are just little like anthology records. But my new record, Come With Me If You Want to Live, it's pretty cool. It's pretty heavy. Um, you know, my favorite band is Raging Against Machine. Uh, I really like Faith No More. But I'm a punk oh, rock no guy. More. I'm a blues guy. Uh... I'm a country rock guy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of mixes. You lost me like, country rock. Was it, Somebody was describing the, the record to me, and I, I just thought it was the most interesting thing. I'm like, what are people going to think when they hear this? But I still think it's interesting. Was that it was like a rock, country, blues, rap, <laughs> it was, and one yeah. other thing. Right. I, I forget what it was. But I was like, like I said, well, it, it, you've, got, you've got so much that diversity like on there. You know, you're not crazy. It, it's, like, it's like Faith No More, you know? I mean, they come off of Epic and they sing. 
and I'm easy like Sunday morning. You know, like wow, what what the fuck just happened? You know? Well, that, I love I love Faith No More is just such a cool band. Oh yeah, they were so dynamic. Midlife as as Crisis concerned. is just Midlife Crisis is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, and um, they've got a lot of good ones, and they're. As far as I'm concerned, they were very ahead of their time. Oh wait, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, like I, I just like there's nobody like them, and um, there's nobody know, like me, Mike Patton. Like that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and for me, they were just like a an artistic reference. Like I like them a lot. They're not my favorite band, but I I, I really adore them. And stylistically, what they were doing. I found to be the most interesting thing that came out of that time, right. uh, with rare exception. It was melodic, it was dynamic and powerful. Mm-hmm. It was utilizing the you know sort of urban culture. It was utilizing the rock culture, and um, uh, and even though it repeats itself a bunch, like oh man, like they're, they're, like that that's the epic in particular. Yeah, like that that one song. I mean. What a recipe for delight, you know, just just some real dynamic. Right. Oh, can you feel it? Sing it. Hear it today. If you can't, then it doesn't matter anyway. And the yeah. performance is just so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's got a lot of passion. it all. Like, you know, he's just like that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. all so good. Absolutely. I love that shit. All right, buddy, we're going to wrap yeah. it up again. Start tell, tell us all about you and go. Uh, Find me, uh, JesseBlaze149 on Instagram. Uh, I'm TweetJesse on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, uh, Jesse B. Snyder is my personal page. And JesseBlaze is my professional page. And uh, that's it, man. You know, like, yeah, do, do what he said. Say, Alexa, play music from Jesse Blaze. <laughs> and it's, see it's how been, you like it. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, uh, having you on, man. I, I didn't realize how, I had how, a great time too. how Thank real you. diverse you were, man. Yeah, Fantastic. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, now I'm going to have to listen to every fucking commercial to see if it was you. So, um, hey, you, you, they're you all me. Were like, nah. what? <laughs> I had to turn it down. I had to turn down the sound because I just went all red when we both went, what? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and find that small track and reduce it. I don't edit. Now I gotta fucking edit. (laughs) Everybody, we've been listening to Jesse Blaze Snyder. Check out all his music. He is fantastic. Uh, He's also written for, like I said, for the Muppets. He's done voice work for commercials. Um, uh, Great, great guy. Uh, And uh, don't worry, I'll get drunk and drunk call you sometime. That's gonna happen. Um, uh, and and, and Stacy Toy, who we just fucking love. She's she's adorable. Gotta love her. Isn't she the best? She is the best. And as always, if you like a podcast, it's this easy, guys. Um, just send us a dollar. You know, if you like the episode, it's the cheapest information, fun you can ever have. Uh, IV uh, podcast. These guys are fantastic, and they support our li- our our local people like nobody's business. They're fantastic. Look them up. Um. Uh, also, um, yeah, we are a Realm of the Mist and a Fourth Hand <laughs> Podcast Network production. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, oh, Brett Ham was watching uh, uh, from the Hysteria 51 group. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. Hang out with us, Jesse. Good night, everybody.